if nothing else, nut hook buying a bunny every time he gets paid or every time some money drops in his pocket. I mean, what is he up to a hundred bunnies now? I think it's every time he eats. I don't (laughs) (laughs) That'd be more accurate. Solar Cast, a podcast about the NFT gamified staking project Solarland Mines. A whole lot has changed since the last time we had an episode. We're going to try to recap as much of that as possible. I'm Phil Blazer. Today, joining me, we have two members of the Stella Lepus clan. We have Jay Pedius, and we also have Charlotte. Charlotte, you want to go ahead and start talking about maybe how you got into the project at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, Actually, Soldonen is my first NFT project. I was just looking around on uh, Magic Eden and I saw the project on the launchpad and I honestly didn't know anything about Soldonen, but I was able to meet one and that's how I got in. Yeah. What was it What was it about it that kind of brought you into it? Like, what was it that stuck out that was like, ooh, I think I want to mint this? Uh, there was a lot of hype in the in the Discord and, and I, I like the bunnies as well. So, yeah. Yeah, they got pretty good art. That's one thing I like about it. It's not over the top you know it's somewhat subtle it's it's they're not trying to do too much with it but it's better than a lot of the trash that's out there yeah true jay pedius how, how did you get involved in all this hey so uh pretty much the same i would say liked the artwork that was uh the initial draw i liked the um the gamified staking idea something that was a little different than just okay go ahead and stake and you're done go on and do other things um yeah so not really only that but there's also like there's not a whole lot of nfts out there that are doing this kind of thing like most of the nfts that are currently out there are look at our art and give us money for it and then we'll try to figure out what to do with your money absolutely these guys yeah these guys actually had a working demo going on beforehand and a lot of that we've already hashed out in those previous episodes i just was kind of interested in how you guys got brought into it and and what your thoughts on it were so there's been a lot of changes since the last time we recorded a podcast Obviously, a lot of the original crew isn't here anymore. We got you guys on this episode, and hopefully you guys can be staples moving forward. Maybe not every episode, but occasionally bring you on. We eventually want to move this into bringing in other clan leaders into the podcast and hosting them and getting their thoughts on the game and and kind of talk about a little bit about what they're doing and what they like and how they feel about the competition and, and those kinds of things. The whole SOG thing. So there's a lot of questions about that because we're still getting them in these servers. So ultimately, it just got too big. You know, I I think you guys were some of the earliest to join the SOG server. You can attest to that. (laughs) We were trying to bring people in to help us out as fast as we could. But unfortunately, uh, the beast just got too big and there was no way we were going to be able to organize a clan or at least enough clans and keep everybody happy at the same time. So ultimately we decided we had to dissolve it and turn it into a clan recruitment center. And you know, that's something that me and James kind of came up with and we weren't really sure how it was going to be received with you, with you guys being on the other end of that. Like, What were your thoughts on once we said that we were going to dissolve everything and, and have try to help everybody create their own clans? Well, I, I understand why people were frustrated with this um because you know like they've joined they thought they were in the clan and they didn't like have to worry about it anymore and two weeks before no wait how long was it i think we tried to give four four weeks is what is what we tried to give yeah 
Yeah, four weeks is enough time to get a new clan, but I mean, apparently not because we still got some questions about it. But I think it was better for the for the game anyway, instead of just having five clans from Esochi and um, just competing against each other. Yeah, it was uh, a situation where we were kind of overtaking the game. We were kind of getting to where I think the original plan, even though they didn't just officially announce it this way, was to have a bunch of little clans and they all compete against each other. And SOG server took off so fast and got so big that it, it started to kind of throw wrenches in the plans, I think, that they had for how things were going to work. And they weren't going to be able to work the way they were supposed to with the way things were headed. And and that was something James and I kind of talked about, how it would be better for the, the game as a whole if we dissolved SOG and tried to turn it into a bunch of smaller clans and try to help people create those clans. And I think to your point with, you know, we're still getting people messaging us, asking us about how do I join SOG clan? I thought I was in SOG clan, even though we've been posting weekly that, hey guys, this isn't a clan anymore, but we're still getting those questions. But I think that kind of attests to those people who just thought that they could just join the server and they were in the clan and they don't have to give any participation, which is fine if that's what you want to do with the project. But as far as the clan wars is concerned, that's a whole nother animal. You know, you're, you're going to have to be, especially the way they made it, you're going to have to be active and participate at least on a weekly basis to be able to be taken seriously in a clan, or at least that's how I feel about it. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think the way I sort of liken it is it felt like a whole nother NFT community inside of SOG clan. And uh, just like other, you know, NFTs that we've been part of, you know, you might do a, a whitelist, you come in, you say hi for two seconds, and then, you know, you show up a month later. And we have a lot of people that, you know, chose to engage sort of in that way. And that's, like you said, kind of great if that's what you want to do with the project. But, you know, you have people now that haven't logged into the server for four or five weeks that are like, what do you mean I'm not in a clan anymore? Yeah, uh, so yeah. It, it's kind of, you know, all right, that's fine. But where have you been? What have you been doing? Have you even been staking your bunnies uh, and assigning them to mines is, you know, kind of a question. Um, so it's so that's sort of how I felt. And then, you know, you, you looked at the uh, Soderland main uh, server and... There really wasn't a whole lot of engagement going on. There wasn't a lot of hype going on for a while there. And um, I, I really liked the innovation. We we decided to start up some games, to do some other things, to do some contests. And, you know, you had Icy and some other uh, folks that came in and, and checked out what we were doing. And I think they really liked it. And they they added some of that to Soderland, Maine, which I think was great. Um, but you know, you have to remember that prior to the change that you and James made, the Soderland Maine was not a lot going on in there for a while. Yeah, I think a lot of that had to do with the behavior of just a few individuals that would go on in there on a constant basis. And I think it just kind of turned people off. And we didn't really have that in the SOG server. And I think that's what attracted a lot of people. There was a lot of positivity and a lot of people that were trying to help. If you had questions, they were quickly answered. Even even people who weren't moderators, because um, you know you and Charlotte and some of the others, they weren't moderators to begin with. And you, you had no problems jumping in and answering questions. And that's really how it was leading up to the Mint and, and right after. And it, it wasn't really until clans started forming for clan wars that it was just this attitude of, I don't know. I don't know. We, I mean, you know, we've talked about all that before. We don't have to get back into that. It, uh, it, it was just, it was, it was almost like a safe place to go and, and ask whatever question you wanted to ask and feel good about the project without having to hear anything negative about it or worry about somebody cutting you down for your opinion. Um, so we've kind of come a long way, not just with SOG, but since we've had this podcast with the game in general, because as it sits today, it's, it's clan wars day. 
they're officially launching Clan Wars today. And the game itself is nothing like it was when it first started. For one, there's no mines anymore. And, and what, what are your thoughts on why they may have taken those mines out? Because the mines weren't really working the way they were supposed to be working in the beginning. Do you think that had something to do with it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I have quite a bit of data from all the way back right after Mint. And, you know, it, it's it's one of those kind of weird and interesting situations where by design, they kind of made things mysterious. And so it's like, am I discovering like the next level? Is this a bug? Is this something they would consider an exploit or like something that isn't, isn't what they wanted? And so at the beginning, you were just kind of trying to feel your way. And we did find some things. Charlotte, you have a a thought or two on that? Well, I think uh, they removed the mines because um, it's either you're active and you participate in clan wars or you, you're not active and then simple farming is okay. The, yeah. I think that's the only reason, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good point because you had a lot of people complaining about not... I mean, For me, the timing is perfect. The I, I can stake my bunnies anytime from my time. It's 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that for being able to stake. And then my claiming time starts at 9 a.m. So it really, I really have no complaints, but I can kind of understand for the people who their claim time is 2 o'clock in the morning or their stake time, you know, is just something that's not ideal for most people. And, and that was a huge complaint. And I was kind of wondering how they were going to address that. And I got to admit, I was a little bummed when I found out that they were taking the mines away altogether to, to go to farming because that's what the game was founded on you know, going to the mines, the bunnies mine the carrots. And I really like that aspect of having to be present to stake the bunnies and having to be present to claim the tokens and working with the community to figure out, you know, where we're going to stake. But I think ultimately their plan for the game was the clans, not necessarily the mines. I think like, for instance, there's a lot of people who are pissed off right now about the Soderlin token being taken. I mean, not the Soderlin token, excuse me. A lot of people being pissed off right now about the soul being taken out of the mines because all you can mine now are Soderlin token and carrots. And I think that was kind of a carrot in and of itself, you know, the stick and carrot motif of bring people in with the soul because you know that's what they're going to want and then kind of build the game as they're here and then slowly phase the soul out and you get them to start using your Soderlin token and make that the valuable asset in the game. I think they kind of did the same thing with the mines. They, they lured people in with this idea of, hey, I'm going to earn Soderlin tokens and earn carrots. And once they kind of got used to that, they slowly kind of started fading things off to move it towards the clan aspect, which is really, I think, what their plan was all along with the game. Yeah, I can, see that. I can see that. Um, like having the long game already kind of roadmapped out and then, you know, sort of leading us from one stage to the, the other. I do think that they got quite a bit of feedback from some of the, I'll call them upmarket, you know, NFT projects that, you know, basically told them, look, if you if you want some additional investors, you, you really have got to make this where you don't have to engage, you don't have to engage, you know, every day, two times a day within a very specific set of times, you know, you're going to, you're going to turn some people off. So I, I do think they eventually went that way. I'm not sure if it was their original plan or if they just discovered that with, you know, talking with people. I do think, though, that the the mining aspect of this after March 5th really became unsustainable. Uh, they're just going to run out of soul um, eventually and they won't have it for the clan wars. So I do think, Field, I, I do agree with you that I think they quickly after March 5th decided we really have got to look at this and, and do something different because we're going to jeopardize having what we want for the clan wars. And that's, you know, that's sort of the main piece of our game that we've been 
designing and, and moving toward all this time. Yeah, they really got on a rush beca- because I think be- partially because of the Soderlin token ordeal. And, and, you know, they didn't handle that the best way possible, in my opinion. They led, you know, they, they were announcing that there was going to be the Soderlin token launch on this particular day. And I can't remember what the date is off the top of my head. It's, it's you know, it's been a while back now. But everybody was super excited about it. I remember there was a lot of talk in the server about it and people were getting hype about it. And then it was like the ultimate bomb. You know, you log in that day and at the time you're expecting to see a message announcement about Soderlund token launch and the price and everybody's psyched about it. And all you see is, sorry guys, we're not launching it, you know, because of the events. And I, and I understand why they're not launching it. I, I totally understand it. And, and I, I can agree with it. What I don't agree with is the way they handled the situation. I think they should not have waited until the last minute when the announcement was supposed to be the token launch to let everybody know that, hey, we're not going to launch it and we're going to push it off. Yeah, or they they could have done it where they injected it slowly. Like, hey, we're going to do X amount per week for the next four or five weeks, and then we're going to launch this additional utility. And then maybe we'll we'll balloon inject the rest of it at the launch of the utility. But, you know, we're going to keep our promise. It's just not going to be the full thing. Um, yeah, I would have even been fine if they would have just said, you know, a few days, even the day before the day the announcement was supposed to come out and just said, hey, guys, we're sorry, we're not going to be able to launch the token. And here's why. I, I just didn't like that they waited until the last minute to tell us that there was going to be no token. It, it, I, I know the team because I've been here for so long and, you know, there was no malicious intent behind it. But it, it, if you haven't been here very long, it almost it, you start to look at them with a shady eye. You know, you're kind of like, mm, you know, that's a little you've been telling us all this time there's going to be a token launch. And now you're telling us at the last minute it's going to be six months down the road. You know, I, I just I don't feel like that's a very good look for the team to, to handle it that way. But that's just my opinion. You know, other people may, may see it differently. Well, I think a lot of people left the project that day anyway. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. It seems like after that day, the, the project took a turn. I'm not going to say for the worst, but, you know, the project kind of started to lose some engagement, for lack of a better word. And it, I, don't know, I was a little disappointed to see that that so many people were hinged on the token in and of itself. And, you know, I, I think that because they already had the working demo out beforehand and as all the accommodations the team has made along the way, as far as reimbursing people who minted on the wrong sites and working with people whenever errors come up or they lose their tokens or, you know, whatever happens, it, it made me a little sad to see that people lost faith so quickly just because the token wasn't launched the day they said it was going to be launched before Clan were even got here which is really the ultimate reason for the token at the moment anyway right like that's the utility to be able to buy things in game and use them in the clan wars so the game hasn't even officially launched yet as far as what its primary attributes are and and you're already bailing on it but they seem to recover kind of with some of the things that jpedius was talking about with adding the games to the server and you know starting to increase engagement and and honestly i think splitting people up now if we're being honest nuthook burly and Chef Curry, they all left actually the, the day before that we announced that we were going to turn SOG into a clan hub, which I was glad to see. But, you know, it hurt a little bit to know that they were thinking about leaving anyway, but I totally understand it because of the way that, that things were headed. But it, it couldn't have been it couldn't have worked out better. You know, they they left, but they were still willing to stay in the server and help create new clans and pass the leader, pass them off to people that would decide to lead them at a later date. I think that was really good for the game. I think it helped to increase engagement also, especially for those people who didn't have a lot of bunnies and they felt like they weren't going to be able to get in a clan. They 
kind of targeted those people and helped them get established and, and get their bases set up. And now we went from just having SOG and Jax to, I mean, how, do you know how many clans there are currently? I'm not even sure how many clans. I think there's 11. I think there's 11. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's only like 12 or 13 maybe 14 spots on the map that you can even create a clan building on. So yeah, they, 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 those three did a really big service to the game uh, as far as getting people active and, and engaged and bringing a lot of that, that back to the Soderland server, because ever since then, I, like I'd like to say it was ever since that SOG converted into a clan server, but I have to give most of the credit to Nuthook, Burley, and, and Chef Curry because they really stepped it up in the Soderland server and, and really got active and really started, you know, answering people's questions and trying to get people engaged and hyping the project. And if nothing else, Nuthook buying a bunny every time he gets paid or every time some money drops in his pocket. I mean, what is he up to? A hundred bunnies now? I think yeah, it's every time he eats. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be more accurate. It'd be more reasonable for the amount of bunnies he has. It's like, Every time you turn around, he, he's got ten more bunnies. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And then Burley and Chef Curry are right behind him. So so yeah, big big kudos and shout outs to them for for stepping it up and, and helping the game in a time of need. As far as the the token goes, you know they ended up injecting some of their own cash into it, and then they launched it last weekend. It was the sixteenth of April that they launched it. It had a pretty good takeoff. Kind of hovered. I, I mean, I, I didn't get to see. I was busy that weekend, so I didn't get to really follow the token closely and see where the prices were headed. But it looks like maybe it got up to around fourteen, fifteen cents ultimately. So I don't know. Oh, you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think it got up to around like 15 cents. And then the last time I checked yesterday, I think it's at nine cents. So, I mean, it's kind of fluctuating in, in a zone and it, it's nice to at least see that it's not dropped all the way down to like three, four cents, something like that. So it, it's, it's holding its value pretty well. The, the floor price for the bunnies has been fluctuating a lot, which that's kind of been the MO since the game started. Uh, an event comes up, people are buying up bunnies, price goes up. As soon as the event's over, people are trying to sell them for the most money they can make, right? That's just the name of the game. So hopefully Clan Wars really takes off and people get interested back in the project and people start seeing that you know there is money to be made and then the floor price goes back up. Floor price really doesn't matter to me a whole lot though because I plan on holding these bunnies Pretty much as long as I can. I'll tell you what, as we're recording this, you know, they, they've dropped their big announcement on Clan Wars, uh, some of the more interesting details of it. And uh, they they gave a, a pretty nice boost to 40 and 50 SP bunnies. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to read it yet, but, you know, essentially what they're doing is 40 and 50 bunnies are going to be able to be sent on missions. And these missions seem to be completely separate from you know, the other elements that they've announced so far and the items that they can potentially get if they are successful in their missions are really pretty OP. I mean, they're four days blocking a clan to be able to participate in any battles, shielding the treasury for four days for a clan, being able to spy your opponent's defensive power that's uh, protecting the clan treasury, doubling the SP, adding just a straight amount of SP, just incredible stuff. So, you know, yeah, I, I skimmed know. over that and I, I saw, I, I saw that and I, I was, I was pretty taken back because it seems a little more than, than their character. You know, usually they don't go that far with something. Cause I, some of these things I was kind of like, Whoa, you know, double SP and being able to see your opponent's defensive power in the tower. But then again, if it's only one item that's dropping for one person and then you can only use it that one time, I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, I like it. It's going to, it's going to throw a whole new wrench into, into the system. 
because initially I think a lot of us kind of thought, oh, it's just going to be everybody stakes their bunnies and it's whoever has the highest SP is going to win. But I think that's going to be that's going to be something that levels the playing field to an extent. Yeah, they, they also caught wise to the uh, the strat of, well, have one clan attack the other clan, you know, just because. And then uh, the other clan will be freed up to do things. So they <laughs> they pretty much shot that one uh, down immediately with uh, their announcement here. So they're, you know, I think they've gone through and they've theory crafted this a little bit in terms of how they expect it to happen with the outlook of clans that they have. They know there's some that are have got a little bit more firepower than others. It's going to be really interesting to see how these first kind of two weeks play out. Yeah, so how we got to this point, uh, along with the Soderlin token last week, they kind of launched a whole new remake of the game. And, you know, we mentioned that the mines are going away. We still have the mines currently. I think they're going to be here a week or two longer. Uh, then the mines are going to go away, and it's going to go to a farming system. And and along with the mines, the SP bonuses also went away. To be honest with you, I, I never... I, Maybe I did see some returns on those SP bonuses, but I, I would not be able to tell you if they made a difference or not, if I'm if I'm being completely honest. I, I was upset to see them go away just because I like to flex, like, oh, I got all this SP. But, I mean, ultimately, it, it didn't make a difference to me. Uh, not None that I could tell as far as how many tokens I'm taking out of these mines. Well... I can tell you that I lost 3,000 SP uh, with the bonus going away, so that was pretty impactful. I know Nuthook, I think he said it was either 5 or 6,000 SP that he lost. Yeah, but did you did you actually see a difference in in your token yields whenever you were claiming in the mines though? That, that's what I was trying having a hard time figuring out because I'll tell you straight up, if I look at a spreadsheet, my brain starts to melt. I, I'm not good with Excel and spreadsheets and numbers and, and things like that. Like I, I, my mind starts to go to another place and you know you can be telling me about it and I'm thinking about something else just because I check out. I, I, I can't read that kind of stuff. Well, I can tell you a little bit about what I what we did observe with uh, you know some of the data that we were collecting in the the last days, I think before the uh, v two launch. and what we we're seeing is that the SP bonus for staking was evenly divided by the bunnies that you had in your wallet. And so to your point, you know, from a, a total wallet perspective, all my bunnies go in mines. Is my, you know, amount going up? Is my amount noticeably different? I think that's a different question than what you saw with the individual bunnies. And there absolutely was an impact there. Because what was happening is if you had a, a fairly decent stack of, you know, 90, 150, 175 in your wallet, and then you had some lower tier SP bunnies, some 40s, 50s, 60s, those 40s and 50s were punching way above their weight. And the reason for it is the total wallet bonus was being evenly divided by the bunny. So it wasn't, here's your big bonus. And then, you know, the 175 is going to take a bigger cut and the 150 is going to take a slightly lesser cut. And then the 40 gets a, you know the smallest cut. It was just even. And so right. it, was, it wasn't proportional, right? It was just everybody gets the same amount. And so that did, you know, produce really interesting sort of results where the, the 175 and the 150s in those situations were pulling far less than what they really should have been. And the 40s and 50s were, you know, pulling a lot more. So the interesting thing there was you could spread out a lower grouping of, of bunnies, you know, the 40s, 50s, et cetera, to try and catch more soul. And if you did catch more soul, um, you know, you ended up with a, a much bigger reward than what they probably should have gotten as just a native 40 with, you know, the extra SP bonus on top of them. Yeah. And maybe that's why I didn't notice a big change because up until 
they most of the time that we've been playing, I, my wallet's been filled with 175 and 150s, and I, I didn't really have a lot of bunnies below that. And I, I have some now. May, you know, that was probably the reason since the 175s and 150s didn't see a huge increase. Or maybe not. Maybe because that's all I had. It should have been divided even i'm not real sure but i wasn't able to tell the difference between the the 40s 50s 60s 70s and 90s because I didn't, I didn't really have any of those so other than removing the mines so they're talking about doing clan wars in seasons and they're going to be four weeks a season i guess will consist of four weeks and they're going to have the arena wars which is going to be three towers everybody stakes their bunnies into these towers and then i'm assuming the clan with the highest SP in those towers, we'll get points per tower. It looks like the first first place will get 50, second place will get 40, third, 30, fourth, 20, fifth, 10. And I'm, they're calling this capture the flag. I'm a little confused about that part, but I'll, I'll go with it. It seems to me like it's more like how many powerful bunnies can you fit in these towers, but that's going to be pretty much the bulk of the arena wars. And then there's also going to be loot and defense in addition to that, where you can attack... Let's see, how does it work? You can attack a clan and that yeah. clan has to have their defenses up. I, I'm still not real clear on how all that is going to play out. So I think you put like all your bunnies in defense. And then when the clan leader wants to do an attack, you have 15 minutes to take the bunny out of defense and put it in attack, then attack the clan and then come back, I think. Not oh, sure. that's an interesting take on it. I didn't, you know, you may be right about that. Because I was, I was wondering, do we have to just keep some bunnies on reserve like do we have to put bunnies on defense and then keep bunnies in reserve to attack with while also keeping bunnies in the towers like there's gonna have to if that's the if it's like you're saying that that's an interesting way to do it and it would work out a lot better i think but if it's the way that i was thinking then you're, there's gonna be a lot of coordination and management involved to try to figure out where to place which bunnies yeah one of the what interesting things about that is the 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 shield mechanic and right now they haven't introduced anything that breaks that shield mechanic in some other games you know if you have a shield and then you attack somebody else then you lose your own shield so i wonder if they'll introduce that as a mechanic but what it looks like right now is you know once you've got that shield however you get it it's a four-day sort of free-for-all. Nobody can attack you. And so it seems like there's going to be some waves that go through the clan wars where, you know, for example, if uh, the Stella base has a shield, we can put all of our bunnies out to, you know, compete for the capture the flag. Or if we wanted to attack another, you know, clan, we could do that relatively safely because, you know, we're not leaving the, the gates undefended. But if you don't have that shield... I think it's going to be a real interesting balance, like you say, on um, how much do you wager on <laughs> capture the flag and how much do you keep back at your home base trying to make sure that nobody else can bust through it. Yeah, and, and in true Soderlin fashion, they, they give you tons of information while also being as vague as anyone could possibly be <laughs> with that information because they give you the premise. You can stake bunnies in three of these towers and whoever has the most SP in those three towers wants points for each tower. You also have defense. You can put your bunnies on defense. When somebody attacks you on their offense, whoever has the most SP wins. Seems like an easy mechanic, but then you run into all these other questions. Well, if I if if we have a shield, can we attack while we have a shield? Do we have to use the bunnies that are on our defense to attack? Or can we are those bunnies once they're in defense locked into defense? Can you take them out or do they have to stay in there for the duration of of the war? You know, there's lots of unanswered questions that come in there and, and you 
you and I both know that we're not going to know the answers to those until the game launches and we figure it out. Yeah, I think that's the whole point. <laughs> well, it kind of has been the point since yeah. the beginning of the game because I, I can remember, or, or, not to be the dead horse, but early in the demo days, there was no information given out about anything. You just, here's the map, have fun. Okay. You know, and, and there's it's, it was like, oh, here's some mines, and what do you do with these mines? Oh, you can click on them. You click on them. Now what? Well, it says that I can stake my bunny here. I stake my bunny. Well, I got more rewards than you did yesterday. How, how does that happen? And then you stake, everybody fills the mine up. And then as we kind of figured some things out, you know, if we came to a, a hitch in the road, Puffy would give us a hint or a nudge in the right direction to try to figure it out. And, and ultimately, we kind of figured it out along the way. And I think that's the kind of, you know, the theme that they're trying to keep with the game. They, they, they want to give us information, but they also need to keep the mystery behind it because that's, that's really what the game's about, figuring it out and working together to figure it out. Yeah, and particularly with this first run of Clan Wars, I think there's going to be some bugs. There's always bugs. You know, I was a pretty big World of Warcraft fan. I wouldn't say player because I wasn't very good, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, and launch day was always super buggy and you couldn't actually do anything. And so, you know, you ended up on the Alliance or the Horde server just, you know, running around naked and stuff like that. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my kind of game. Yeah, it's uh, so... I can't expect that it's going to go off without a hitch. And like I said, you know, earlier, part of the interesting thing about that mystery is, is this a bug? Is this the way? Is this what they would consider? I mean, not an exploit, you know, there really isn't exploits in this game, but is this something that they didn't intend? And there's no way to know, really, unless you get called out on the carpet by Puffy or somebody, which I got ca called out a month or two ago by Puffy. So that's fine. But that's going to be almost kind of sick. I was going to say it almost kind of safeguards them also because if if they do have a bug or they did mess up on something and they haven't really given us any information about how it's supposed to work and then we're relaying that information to them they can just you know oh yeah you know uh it, it's supposed to be that way and then they can go back and nerf it or you know do whatever they need to do to to kind of tune it to to how it's you know how they want it to be like oh shit you know we, we got to fix this let's not tell them that you know we're screwing up here but so it it could kind of work to their advantage that way but i also like the the aspect of 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 trying to solve the problem or trying to figure out the puzzle and how it works and what the best way to do it is the it seems it seems like there was so much information that they launched last week I'm trying to scroll through here and find it all there's so much text <laughs> As you're looking at that, you know, one thing I, I will say is, you know, the, the devs do not need to be like, oh, yes, this was all part of our master plan. Ha ha. You know, you found it. Yeah. <laughs> they can just be like, LOL. Yeah, that's a bug. Yeah, I feel like uh, they do a pretty good job of, of staying honest with the situation. You, you know, maybe they don't show all their cards, but if if there's something going on, they they do their best to address it. At least now they're actually communicating with the community and letting them know when things are going on. Because there, there was a long stretch there. And I'm sure it's because they were just overworked. You know, there was a lot going on and a lot they had to get up to, up to speed. They're, they're coding the game from scratch. You know, they're not using GitHub or, or any other places like that to, to retrieve already written code. So I'm sure they're overworked and then they were just spending all their time doing that. But there was a lot going on within the community, both good and bad, that needed attention and, and people weren't getting it. And I think that might also be part of the reason that engagement started to drop off because you go to any of these other servers for these other NFT projects, even you can almost gauge how shitty the NFT is based on how their devs and their moderators act. 
you know, if, if the more hype they are and the more cheesy they are in the chat, it's almost like, okay, this is a shitty token. But on the other hand, they have the most active communities because it's almost like people need that. You know, they need that commodity. They need to feel like what they invest in is worth being, you know, they need to feel like there's a community there that they belong, that, that people believe in the project and it's not just them. Because even if you have a really good project, if you're not engaging with the community and, and, and putting off this, this aura that you're excited about the project, people are going to start to question what's going on with it or why they're here. Or especially whenever you have a lot of the, the negative comments that we, that we saw over the last couple months from people within the community itself, even though it was a small group of people that were doing that, it, it can really turn off or, or kill the the mood for the whole server whenever you don't have the devs and the mod team being just extremely active. Well, yeah, imagine you're a newcomer, you jump on the Discord and you see all this FUD. Like, do you stay, honestly? No, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you start to wonder what you just spent your money on and can you get it back? Yeah. But I, but to my point, I, I, what I was getting at is over the last couple of weeks, for sure, they have been super active in the server. I, I always see at least two or three yellow names on at a time. Right now, there's three, you know, Dag, Puffy, and Stitch are on at the moment. And they're actually engaging. Instead of just answering questions that people have, they're actually engaging and, you know, doing the games, hosting the games, uh, Rumble Royale and things like that. I mean, that's it's something so small, but it's so fun to get everybody in together and jump in a quick two or three minute match. And then you have no control over who wins, somebody wins. And, it, you know, it's a talking point that people can have and look forward to each day within the server. And, and that in, in and of itself will create engagement. And, it, and it, it was nothing, you know, it was just adding a game channel to the server. It, it, made, it made a big difference, that's for sure. Charlotte Although, and her tiger yeah. definitely made a big difference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even play anymore because I'm so sick of seeing that tiger. I, I, I had to give you your own personal tiger role in the SOG server just because every time I turned around, you were mauling somebody <laughs> with that tiger. Thank you. <laughs> so other than that, it looks like the prize for this season, I, I, see, initially I was thinking there was only going to be one prize. I was thinking it was going to be 100 solder to the winning team, or 100 soul, excuse me, to the winning team. But it looks like they're going to give 100 to first, 40 to second, and 20 to third. Yeah, I think that's the breakdown. Yeah, so I, I think that's good that some of the second and third place teams are going to be able to win something because that gives them a reason to participate. Because especially in the beginning when there weren't a whole lot of clans that were going to be here, I think it kind of turned people off as to, well, why would I even create a clan? The, these two clans, uh, SOG and Jax, have been here. And now SMC with these three hogs up at the top. Like, there's no way we're going to be able to compete. We're not going to get first. But giving out that second and third place prize and then also the Sodalin token that you can earn throughout the competitions, in addition to the drops that they're going to have for the 40 and 50s, I think it's going to make things interesting. And I think everybody's going to be able to walk away with a little bit of money in their pocket. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's going to be an interesting sort of uh, season, particularly with the ability to steal a portion of the treasury and points. Um, it's a pretty devastating thing to try and attack somebody and lose. You know, they get 50 points up on you and you lose 50 points. So it's like a hundred point swing. Um, and that's like winning a couple of towers, you know, for a day that you lose. So it, it's really going to be quite interesting how it works out. Clearly, you've got some clans that have a little bit more firepower in them than others, but I don't think at all that that's going to be the end-all be-all, particularly if those clans don't have a good mix of 40s and 50s. I mean, if you have some of the newer clans that are rocking it out with some of these completely OP you know, spells you get back from these missions, they could really wreck 
uh, some of the other clans. So I, I don't think at all that you don't have a chance at winning or tying for second, getting that third, even getting up to first with just the way that that sort of adds a new wrinkle to the game. Yeah, that's a good point um, that I didn't really put too much thought into. And, and after you mentioned what you did about it, maybe I should put a little more thought into it about how devastating it could be to make that attack if you lose. Because not only are you giving, because really that's how you gain the most points in the whole clan wars, as far as I can tell. If you're on defense and you have a successful block on an attack, you get, was it 25 points or 50 points? But It's 50. It's, yeah, you, so you, get, get, you get 50 and they lose 50. Yeah, you get 50, they lose 50. And then you also get a four-day shield on top of that. So, I mean, if if you decide to attack, and you spend who knows how many days that's going to take. And I know it said something about staking in the arena is going to be two days long. So you, you decide not to mine your bunnies and you decide to attack with them instead. And then you lose that attack, man, you just lost like, you know, who depending on how many bunnies you have, you know, a significant amount of whatever you could have earned doing anything else with them. So there's going to definitely have to be some strategy involved with when, how, and with how many bunnies you decide to attack with another interesting component of this is you know you don't get at least initially you can't go to the mines and to the capture the flag towers so you have to pick whether you're essentially getting day-by-day passive income or if you're putting it on the line to get something out of the clan war i'm not sure how it's going to work when they switch over to the passive income maybe it won't it won't really matter at that point but you know you look at some of the whales that are out there you know they're in this for the money it's yes it's a fun game to play but if it's not profitable, you know, they're not going to they're not going to go all in on it. And so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, even with some of the smaller clans versus the clans that have uh, what you might consider a better chance because they have a higher degree of uh, large SP bunnies. Those large SP bunnies might not be participating all the time, you know. And so just because it looks good on paper doesn't necessarily mean that they're all going to be available for defense, um, for attacking or for staking in the capture the flags. What do you think this I'm reading over what they announced today as far as the arena wars. And I, I see this. I don't know if it's a ranking system or what it is exactly. And I still I'm still not sure what it means, but it says the points a clan can earn from each tower according to their place in the table is available below and then it has one through 10 and then the numbers going from one through 10 are 30, 27, 25, 22, and then all the way down to 10. I, I'm not sure exactly what that means. Did you, uh, did either of you guys read that? Yeah, I think it's points per, per tower. So we either decide to like go all the clan in one tower or spread them. And then per tower, if our clan gets the most SP within the tower, we get the point, you know, the, the first clan gets, I think it was 20 point. Wait, how much was it? That's 30, I think 30, 27, 25. And then it keeps going down. Yeah. And what I was confused about is what is the one through 10 though? The clans. Oh, are there 10 clans? Oh yeah. I think we, I think, I think you said that earlier. There's 10 clans. So I guess that's the place that you come in then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, even, okay. so pretty much, you know, if you participate in the towers, you're going to get some kind of points, essentially. Even if it's last place. And it doesn't really put you out too far, even if you're number 10. You're only 20 behind. And if you can get first the next round, then you're at 30 or what, 40 points at that point, well, depending on where the other clans fall. I think too about, to catch up. Think too about a, a big clan, a relatively big clan, let us say, that's attacking a relatively small clan. They've got to keep their own defense up. They've got to participate and capture the flag. They try and attack, and the other clan turtles up. 
they have 100% of their bunnies on defense and the attacking clan loses. You know, that relatively small clan, they just got 50 points up and they took 50 away from what might be, you know, one of the, the top at the moment clans, you know, points wise. So it might be the move, right? Like just don't do the towers. If you're a smaller clan, you know, just hunker down in defense. I mean, that's 50 points and you're taking 50 points away from the other guy. That's right. So I I, I don't at all think that the way that they've sort of set this up, that it's predetermined who's going to win this thing, you know, for especially four weeks from now. Goodness. I mean, who knows what twists are coming? (laughs) Um, Right. And they also threw in, they also threw in there a little statement that I thought was interesting because, because of this statement, the plan that we had for SOG in the beginning would have never worked anyway, because we were going to try to do the multiple clan thing. And it specifically says in the rules that clans will be penalized in their points for basically collusion. And, and you know, they, they give a, an example. If somebody, you know, if two clans are working together and one of them does a fake quote unquote attack where they just send a few bunnies so that way the other clans can put up their defensive for four days, then the devs are going to pick up on that and they're going to they're gonna dock you points for it. So it would have never worked. It, it just would have created a bigger headache today if if we'd have went forward with that plan because we would have spent all this time trying to structure for a multiple clan system where everybody can benefit only to see the rule in place where oh we're, we're going to jack you if you if we catch collusion so I, I think that kind of says something about the decision we made that it, that it was in fact the right decision to to go ahead and dissolve that and and create smaller clans out of it i would agree I think the interesting thing about that, you know, there's a there's a difference, I think, between, you know, I will go ahead and attack you with one bunny and then you'll get this shield, you know, okay, that that might be improper. But if you have a situation where you've got two clans that are really close up at the top and you have a a smaller clan that can play the spoiler and effectively, you know, through the use of these OP spells really dictate who's going to come out on top. I mean, that's a valuable something. It's going to be interesting to see how that particular rule is enforced because I can see a lot of common strategy, not improper, but like having alliances between clans, I don't think is a bad thing. Doing it improperly, I think, I don't know. Charlotte, Trying to cheat the system more Yeah, or less. like w- whether you're cheating the system or you're just you're winning because of tactics and not because of brute force. You know, I would have to think that if you're winning because of tactics that aren't illegal tactics, that should be okay. Yeah, I can agree with that. So I I guess the the breakdown on how all this is going to work to kind of recap the clan system is, first of all, before clan war starts, you have to get the badges. So if you want to start a clan, you have to stake your bunny when the mission is active in the tower. Once the mission is over, you will get the clan leader badge, and then you will be able to create, buy the building on behalf of the clan, buy the land on behalf of the clan. And just so you know, we ran into a ton of issues. And I don't, I don't know if it was just me because it was last minute and I jumped on and, and it was a high stress moment because everybody's trying to battle and get the perfect spot on the map. But it, it seemed like anything that could go wrong went wrong when we were trying to get our stuff together because I had not pre-transferred the funds from our clan wallet over to my wallet to make the purchases. So once we did that, for some reason, the money didn't come through and it got hung up. And then 30 minutes later, we're still waiting for it to come in so we could buy stuff. So we sent another, I don't remember what it was, like 2,500 or something so that we could buy the building because you had to buy the building before you could buy the land. So we sent that money over. That money came through and we bought the building, but we still didn't have the Soderland token to buy the land. So now we got you know, six or seven of us 
blowing Puffy up with ats in the server saying, hey, check check Fields ticket, check Fields ticket. He finally checks the ticket and then we get things sorted out and then I buy the land, but then I got to fill out a form before I can officially buy it. And they want to know basically all the information that I plugged in for the clan and the sidebar and the server. So we had to have a three letter abbreviation and you know sl is two letters so there was a conversation quickly about well what what else are we going to do and i just somebody said throw a small x in front of it so that's what i did and there's been a lot of questions ever since about why do we have a small x in front of our name but that's the reason it was a rushed stressful decision so we are now small x large sl and then after that we had to enter in the clan description. So I was like, oh, I'll just copy paste from what we already posted. No, I copied, I pasted, and it it kept telling me that I needed to enter in information. So I responded back to Puffy and told him, you know, hey, it's not letting me letting me through. This is what I did. And he was like, did you use copy paste? I was like, yeah. And he was like, you can't use copy paste. I was like, what? So I had to go back and I, I'll be honest with you. Initially, I just wrote words, 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 words until <laughs> I hit the, <laughs> hit the qualifying limit of, of what it was asking me for. And then um, finally it let me put it through and then we were able to claim the land. So if you get ready to buy some land and there's another clan that you're aware of, that's, that's going to be competing for it just a heads up it's not clear cut buy this buy this you have it like there's some other steps you have to take if you're just wanting to join the clan you have to get a clan badge you do that by clicking the fund option when you click on the tower and then you can pay 100 tokens once the mission ends you'll be given the clan member badge and then each season you can go and join whatever clan you want to join so you're not bound to that clan forever you can't change during the clan season once the clan wars have started but once the clan wars are over if you want to leave that clan and go to another clan that's totally fine you can do that and then you know once they say clan wars has started like they did today uh clan wars were start now they did say this was a demo and i and like i said i've only skimmed the information before we jumped on this call so what do they mean by demo is everything going to be available right away or are they going to kind of slow leak it out like they've been doing with some of these other things no, I think it's just like a, a trial. Like they're going to try to implement some stuff and get our feedback on it and maybe make things different for the for the second season. I think that's what I mean by demo. Okay. Are they going to make everything available at once or are they going to... No, no, I don't think so. It was said that they will wait for the token price to stabilize before they decide on the marketplace prices. Oh, that's a whole nother thing that I completely forgot about, the the marketplace items. And we still don't know what those are going to be. But um, they, I think I did see a statement that somewhere in the stuff that they announced today that even if you do decide to buy the marketplace items, although they would help boost your SP, it wouldn't be even as much as the lowest SP bunny. So you'd always be better off buying the bunny. Did I read that right? I think I yep. that more. I, I think that's right. And interestingly, those the, the floor price on the 40 and the 50 SP bunnies, uh, if you've got some extra cash sitting around in your clan wallet, some extra Sotalin tokens that you can convert to soul, uh, or you have some soul sitting around, go grab those 40 and 50 SP bunnies for, you know, 0.6 Solana. Uh, the floor price on those should absolutely get murdered. Um, I, I imagine 60s will be the new bottom, uh, or they should be, you know, in about a week or so. Yeah, I think Soul's at a pretty decent price for buying right now too, right? It would almost be one for one on the dollar, I would think, like 60 
a 60 floor price bunny would be about 60 bucks. I'm not sure what the current right now price is of soul, but I think it was around a hundred dollars a soul the last time, the last time I looked. It is 94 euros. I have no idea what that means. I'm, I'm American and we're not forced to learn anybody else's stuff. So <laughs> you guys have that advantage. It's always funny to me uh, whenever you see an American talking down to somebody from another country that's speaking English because <laughs> I'm like, dude, they know two languages and you know one and <laughs> you're trying to talk to them like like they don't know what they're talking about. That's that's funny to me. But yeah, I, I have no idea what a euro means. I think and, that, I, that would make $100 maybe. Okay. Yeah. So it'd be about 60 bucks is what you would pay total for a, uh, for a floor price bunny right now. And, and that, that is a, a pretty decent deal. Now I don't know what the items are going to be or how much they will cost. Like, cause they're saying you'd be better off buying a bunny, uh, as far as the SP power goes, but what is the price of the marketplace items going to be? Cause you can buy a floor floor bunny for $60 or or 0.6 soul right now. So it turns out they got two on there right now. Uh, oh, so they got an update then. So the there are two weapons. There's a cannon and a catapult. The cannon is 100 SLDR. It adds 10 SP power. Uh, catapult is 5 SP power for 50 SLDR. Like everything else, uh, you know, is, is that a permanent thing? Is it an on-use thing? Is it just for the season? Who knows? Um, I think it's a one-time thing, no? It could be. I, I bought one. Here, I'll, I thought, I'll, I'll buy one. I hope not. I hope it's not because if I spend a hundred, so it's one thing to get a drop and it's a one-time item. But then if I spend a hundred solder on something, well, I mean, what is that? Like 10 bucks roughly? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then so you said it was a cannon was what? 10? Was 10, SP? yeah. SP, yeah. Okay. So you would need four cannons to match a 40 SP bunny. So that'd be 400. So that'd be about 40 bucks. So in, at the current prices, you may not be better off buying a floor price bunny. But that's assuming but it's again, not if, a one-time or... Yeah, that's what I was going to say, unless it's a one-time use. And, and if that's the case, then you would be better off owning the bunny. Well, that's awesome. I, didn't, I had no idea that they had already had stuff added to the marketplace. I knew it was coming today, but I didn't know it was already out. More uh, more stuff for the next podcast. You know, We'll have to see how well our predictions held up after the first week or two. Yeah, all this stuff is brand new right now. It's uh, you know the V two just came out last week, and I feel like it took me the entire week just to comprehend what they were trying to tell me. It was just walls and walls of text, and you know reading most of the time just reading the smallest sentence that they type. You have to have some kind of decipher mechanism to get through it, and so reading all that this past week pretty much took up a lot of my, my a lot of my. Uh, bunny staking time or you know time i would be spending in the discord just trying to figure out what exactly they're trying to relay and how this is going to work and trying to predict what they mean by this or what might happen with this because then there's all there's one other thing that we can bring up that we haven't talked about yet which is probably the biggest thing outside of clan wars with the most mystery behind it is the beavers and, and it is beavers right like are we sure it's beavers <laughs> yeah because they they posted a, a photo of the um, the new in-game and there was beavers on it and i think they said they are replacing the soul robos by beavers because there's already an, another collection called soul robos on magic eden a flagged one as well okay yeah so they're gonna have the beavers coming out and I'm kind of anxious to see when they're going to start minting those. I definitely want to get in on that. And then even besides the, be I feel like we could just talk about all the new things for the rest of the evening and not get through them all because they 
added the OG roles to the server. They got the story mode, which we still don't really know much about, but you know, they have a whole video that they launched on their Twitter, Twitter about that. If you haven't seen it, go to the Soderlin Twitter account and check out the story mode video that they posted. Uh, they did a really good job with that. And if, if, if they're nothing else, they're good at keeping you on the edge of your seat about what's coming up next. Even if you're one of those people that's like, oh man, you, you, you this doesn't look good and you bail on every project you're in at the slightest hint of a downturn, they can keep you here with, with the way that they bring out new things and then stop it in the middle and just leave you hanging on, well, okay, well now what? what's coming next what does this mean is this a beaver is it not a beaver like what what is going what do they mean by the sentence like they're the masters of of uh mystery and trying to keep you intrigued into what's coming later on down the road one thing i'll say you know particularly for people that are, are listening to this podcast who might have been out for a little while or are just checking it out now with the uh, hype around v2 um this is not a copy and paste kind of project. Like if you've been in some of these NFTs where, hey, stake, and then we're going to raffle this, you know, NFT someday. And, you know, that's the utility. That's all we're going to do. You know, and they farm out the the staking to some other company to do it. They've done none of that. I mean, even the way in which they're doing the NFT giveaways is novel and unique. You know, they make custom artwork. They get a lot of eyeballs and engagement on that project. It's it's really quite different and unique. And, you know, when we have maybe Nuthook that will come on here um, at some point, you know, he is also one of these people that's the really high on the devs um, ability to create something that's really unique in the space. This is not a copy and paste NFT project. It's all custom. Yeah, I think we mentioned earlier they, they're even they're writing their own code for the whole game. So it's it's I'd be surprised if there wasn't bugs every time they launch something new. And it's encouraging to see how quickly they jump on those issues as soon as somebody, you know, points out that there's an issue, they're on top of it and they're getting it fixed. And I don't think there's been anything that's been more than a day that something was wrong and, and they were able to get it resorted. Well, one situation we should probably talk about just briefly was a situation with Jack's clan. For those of us that were in the server or those of you who were in the server, you know, you've, <laughs> you saw all, all the things and, uh, you know, we don't have to go into the, the specifics here, but I think one other thing to mention is just how quickly the devs got you know, involved with that, smoothed things over, took corrective action. And just as they've done with every other bug or, you know, event that has come up that needs addressing, they jump right on top of that and they really help out the community. Um, I know there were some people that were kind of upset with, you know, that whole situation. And within five, 10 minutes, the devs really kind of had it sorted. And there were a lot of people I noticed in the chat, you know, scrolling back up from an hour or two hours ago and 500 messages. Um, people really calmed down pretty quickly, I think. And it's because yeah, it, it took me like an hour and a half just to get through those messages. I, I, I was at work that day, didn't know anything happened. Then I, I came in and all of a sudden there's a Jack's refund tab on the side and a million messages to scroll through. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I slept through the whole thing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when I you wake probably- up, it, it was a shit show. Um, but it it got fixed pretty quickly though. Yeah, I think the I think their community, the Jacks community, handled it really well. They already have somebody that stepped up and took the lead on creating the new Discord server, and they're already starting to bring some of their members back in. Some of the members that they had branched off into some other clans, but it almost seems like it was a good thing 
the way it happened because there's more people in the community now. I, I've never seen I, some of these people I never even knew were in the game because I've never seen them speak before. But after this happened, they all jumped in to the Soderland general or the Soderland holders chat, and they've been pretty steady as far as participation and engagement and, and commenting. So that's good to see. Okay, so it looks like uh, Beyond the Grave is the leader of which clan is he? It's Bunnies. Bunnies Anonymous. Yeah. yeah, so Beyond the Grave from Bunnies Anonymous announced earlier that they will be giving away a bunny to new members that join the clan. So if you're interested in earning a bunny for the clan or earning a bunny uh, through a contest, Beyond the Grave for Bunnies Anonymous is auctioning off one of those. I'm not sure what exactly the contest terms are, but... He posted that in the Soderland Holders chat. And then I'm not sure how to say this name. Kurg Nilrig from 27 District. The We'll just say the, the clan leader for 27 District countered that offer and said, you know, they're not giving away a bunny, but they are giving away Solder to new members that join their clan. I'm not sure if that's one person or if it's a contest or how exactly that works. We'll have to get with them and find out the details. But, you know, those two clans right there who have current contests running to try to increase their membership into their clan. So if you don't have a clan and you're looking for one, uh, look to some of these other clans that aren't so well-known because they definitely need members. And the ones that are well-known, I know SMC is full. They're not taking any more members right now. We have met our cap as far as Stellalipus is concerned. We, we can't accept any more people. Now we are taking reserves. If, if you know, you just have to be in our clan and you don't want to be anywhere else, you know, we have a channel set up. You can join the discord server and you can get the reserve role. And then based on your activity in that channel and your engagement and, and, you know, how you participate will determine who gets voted in because the way we like to run our clan is everybody has to say, there's not one person that, that makes all or final decisions. Uh, we vote on everything that we do. So that way everybody's voice is heard. But you know, if you need a clan and you don't want to wait, definitely check out some of these smaller clans that are out there that, that are taking members and need, need members. I think somebody said there's a clan that only has one person in it yeah, at the yeah. moment. Mamba mentality. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Ma uh, Mamba mentality or Mimba yeah. mentality. Uh, I'm I'm not sure exactly how it is, but uh, check him out and and get him some get him some members because we need as many clans as possible for the game to be successful for any, for everybody that's playing. It, it's not going to be fun if it's just a handful of people uh, trading links with each other. So other than that, I mean, I think we touched on all all the high points of the game that I can think of at the moment. Like I said, there was a lot that, that came out and I'm sure I'm probably missing something, but you know, this is the first episode back over a long hiatus. So knocking off some of the dust, kicking off some of the rust and, and trying to get back into the groove of things. So it, it, it'll only get better from here. You guys got anything else you want to add? Well, we, we also have the new raffle system where you're going to burn burn uh, tokens to get nfts and white please from other yeah i should have known charlotte was going to want to talk about the raffle system <laughs> because she wins everything she wins everything so yeah you know more about the raffle system than my, I, I barely compete in it anytime i see your name so if you want to kind of explain a little bit about the raffle system i won only once to be honest it, it was a good win but yeah no no it's good because now we, we're just buying raffle tickets i think it's 10 tokens per ticket so which is burning tokens every day. So that's very nice. Oh, yeah. So it used to be staking bunnies. 
Yeah. And each bunny staked was, you know, a ticket into the raffle. And I forgot about that. Yeah. Now you have to buy the raffle tickets and it's, what'd you say it was 10 Soderland tokens? I think it is 10 today at least. Okay. Maybe it changes according, according to the NFT. I'm, I'm not real sure. Yeah. But for now they have a raffle going on. Do you remember which invokers. NFT? Invokers. That's right. Yeah. They're doing the invokers raffle, uh, 10 Soderland token per ticket to try to get you a invokers nft i think that pretty much covers it guys uh everybody jump in find you a clan get into the clan wars get into the game pick you up some soda Link token wipe the floor of these low sp bunnies and we'll catch you next week with the new information that we got and the way the clan wars plays out catch you guys later